Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, we had our first official holiday visit to the mall over the weekend. Oh boy. You still have a mall. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we still have a mall? Of course we have a mall. I don't know. Oh, I feel like dying. I, they are. There's like a whole younger generation that just like, I don't know, go into abandoned malls and are like, this is a relic. And I see their TikToks. So I'm like, well, it's not that old, kids, but all right. They are dying. Mm-hmm. It it felt that way. Um, not the Huntington Mall. The Huntington Mall's still rocking. Like, <laughs> we're getting rocking. new stores in there all the time. It's about to be like the equivalent of like the last Best Buy standing. It's about to be like the last <laughs> like full mall in existence. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're getting to Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I thought great. I, it's, it's a little while away, but I'm excited <laughs> about that. Dave and Buster's <laughs> fantastic. It's an adult play. It's 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 arcade games with alcohol. It's it's amazing. I've well, only, that was yeah. The mall was always lacking alcohol. Yeah. That was always a problem with the mall. I could agree with that actually. Do you remember? Okay. Now, that's why the mall's died. <laughs> that's why the mall's died. There's no booze there. That okay. I say that, but. So we have a Ruby Tuesdays in the mall. That's the only like restaurant mm. in the mall. Like Inside there are fast the food mall. places, like counter service places, but there's no like sit down restaurants other than Ruby Tuesdays. And they do have alcohol, of course, it's Ruby Tuesdays. But prior to that, there was one place you could get alcohol in the mall. It was a little teeny shop where you would walk in and you could buy like, I want to say like snacks, like bags of nuts and like, pre-wrapped like Debbie cakes and things like that. And then also they served beer. And it was called like a guy's name. It's not Dave's because Dave's was another place where you could get deep fried Oreos. <laughs> but the, the, it was like, it was a guy's name and you just, it was like, a, and it was in one of the back corners of the mall that like you don't go too much. Like where the bathrooms and the arcade was? Yeah. Okay. I feel it, like I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I'm I'm visualizing it. I can't think of the name, but it was like a big round, like wraparound counter. Uh-huh. Yeah, and okay. I, and it was something weird, like Mitchell's or... <laughs> no way it was <laughs> Mitchell's. No way it was Mitchell's. It could have been. <laughs> it was like, it was, I, I swear I felt like it was just like a guy's name and you walk in and it's like, I don't know, do you want some bags of prepackaged snacks or maybe a hot dog? Maybe I, you could get a hot dog? Did dad open? It, it, it feels like... <laughs> it feels like it, like the epitome of, oh no, is your wife shopping and you need a place to hang out? We got little Debbie cakes, maybe hot dogs and some beer for you. That's what it felt like. And there were like... There were just like folding tables. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the, no, it's, no, like it's where, table it's like tables where you drop off your man while you do the lady things. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. Okay. Like, the, do you need to put them in? The, it's not the daycare. It's like the dad care. It's it's right across from where the playground is with like the kids, and then you could put your man here, and then you could do everything that your household requires i swear this place existed no i i rem- i have the visual memory of it i could not tell you what it was called because I, I remember learning like i cannot believe there's a place in the mall where you can have a beer because it was pre ruby tuesday so there was nowhere in the mall where you could get a beer and then like there's a place in the mall where they sell beer and it was just like cans of beer cans of like bud and miller or something like that was yeah. a, like not a huge selection yeah 
I feel like malls, that's, I don't know. Can can we revisit the idea of malls, but with alcohol? Because you can wander around malls while drinking. Me at a mall sober. No, I don't want to be there. So many people, too many, mm-hmm. too much stimulation. No, thank you. A couple drinks. That's, I will spend money. Capitalism. Although, <laughs> I don't want to. Problem, and I the shouldn't. The problem is. Our ball has one of those trains that you can get on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can you integrate the alcohol into the train? No. I'd be too worried that we'd have fatalities every weekend. Oh, I'd never get off. Drunk people getting run over by the train. The train, which is playing chipmunks versions of pop songs, like at full volume and going back we're at in-stage capitalism. Nothing's ever going to be good again. Just make it work. It's fine. <laughs> That's what's going to happen when they open the Dave and Busters. It's going to be adults Absolutely. stumbling out of the Dave and Busters getting hit by the kid train. Getting hit by the train. You need to, you need to, you need to pad that Dave and Busters with, <laughs> with very specific stories. Like, you need a Yankee candle right across from it to just grab people. Like, you're a little drunk. Spend two hundred dollars on, on existential candles. The candy store is right next to the Dave and Buster's. Oh, perfect! That's yeah. it. There you go. You so, got candy. There, you go. there is it's, that. Is it going to be like where that playground is? Uh huh. Oh, where the Forever Twenty One used to be. Uh huh. Where the that, Forever Twenty One used to be. It became Fun City, right? Mm. And then now it's going to be a Dave and Buster's. That's going to be real Fun City. Now it's actually Fun City. <laughs> I haven't been there to was, a Dave and Buster since I've been of legal drinking age. And all I can say is I just keep thinking that's that's the place to be playing we, those games, but under the influence of legally obtained alcohol. Yeah. The only time I've been to a Dave and Buster's was when we were in Salt Lake City on tour. <laughs> and there were there that were is very, not the only time you've ever been to a Dave and Buster's, but continue. It It's the only time I remember. I've well, been to a Dave and Buster's. You've taken me to a Dave and Buster's to the only time I have ever been to a Dave and Buster's when I was like eight. Oh, I don't even remember. Where were we? One of the sea cities in Ohio. Cincinnati, <laughs> Columbus. <laughs> I don't all, know. They're all the same. Too, but that's <laughs> if you live in Huntington, you know. If you want to do something fun, you go to one of the sea cities in Ohio. Yeah. Not of Cleveland. Not that's Cleveland. too far. But Columbus or Cincinnati. <laughs> Although sometimes Cleveland, sometimes people do. Anyway, I the Dave and Buster's in Salt Lake City is the one I remember oh. because the alcohol laws there are very restrictive. How does a Dave and Buster's work in Salt Lake City? I well, I mean, we went and it was it was a bit of a debacle because you can't order a drink unless you order an entree, and Mom was trying to just split an appetizer. And so they wouldn't let her order a drink because you can't have it like she had to order an entree and that was a whole thing. And they won't let you order a second drink until your first drink is completely empty. I don't know. There are lots of rules about it. And anyway, it was a weird Dave and Buster's experience. So, so you, you ordered 30 entrees is what you're telling me. <laughs> you can, no, they let you order a second drink. Like off of the first on, they don't make you order a new every time. <laughs> you have to order a new entree. That was like that's every bringing up like buy a drink. like Cuomo COVID laws, where you just had to order food every time you got a drink, so you would just get a stack of like ten hot dogs. 
beside you because you just like had to order food every time. Here's your here's your tenth hot dog. That was there were uh, places in West Virginia that did that too. We had similar stuff here because they started like selling grocery items, so you could buy like a block of cheese <laughs> with your beer. <laughs> yeah. Like just start the shopping. Give me some laundry detergent. Give me some, yeah. uh, some sponges. It was it was paper very towels. They all had these like grocery items, and it was like here's some nuts. You just buy this package of. We went we went to Kroger. We bought some nuts. We put them in bags. You can buy these nuts. Love that. So that you can get your giant growler of beer with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you all remember Dexter's Subs? Yeah, what? Where are we going with this? I just wondered. I tried to look it up once <laughs> <laughs> because I was curious. Our mall had a Dexter's Subs, which was like a Subway, except it wasn't Subway. It was Dexter's Subs. It was the same idea, but they had these cookies, these blueberry bramble. No, cookies. you're you're misremembering that. Subway had blueberry bramble co- cookies. No, Dexter's Subs no, had the cookies. No, they were from Subway. I'm, oh, now I gotta go to the internet. I don't know. I can't gonna, find I- information gonna, about Dexter subs. Well, I but I will tell you. I I'm I'm almost positive because, oh gosh, uh, there was a nun that used to bring the blueberry cr- bramble cookies to like what like the bake sale, bake sales, the church bake sale every year. And we all thought, oh wow, she makes these great cookies. And then she told us they're from Subway, and they were the blueberry bramble. She just went to Subway, bought a bunch of cookies. <laughs> Put them into the bake sale and I sold them I thought they were under Dexter her name. Mm, no, I think I think you're misremembering. Because I've tried to Google like, help me find a Dexter subs and exist. Was it a chain? Was it a local thing? Who was Dexter? I mean, uh, there's a who was Dexter. D- tell me you're not googling that because that's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a whole other. T- there's Dexter way too many. Su- Dexter subs doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> But did blueberry, so, no, all right, there's two things, two separate things here. Did blueberry bramble cookies ever exist as an entity at Subway? So they have a cookie that came out in 2012 that was a blueberry birthday cookie that did have blueberries in it in Subway. There was something crunchy in the blueberry bramble. It was cookies. like a blueberry. I looked cookie. up blueberry bramble. There were no results. And then I just looked up Dexter Subs on its own. He does, he's not. It did though, it did. I promise you there was a All restaurant. I am getting this is, is Huntington Mall is a right. link to a website called Dexter's. <laughs> are you ready for this? Because this is the best name of a restaurant I've actually ever heard. Dexter's Laburgatory. Oh. Like, like laboratory, laboratory, like the cartoon. Laburgatory. La- um, I'd eat there. That's the only thing that's coming up. And. Obviously, that is not Dexter Subs, and I don't even know where Dexter's Laburgatory is located. I would like to find out, because I would like to go there. But. Maybe this is one of those Mandela Effect things, Sid. It really did. There was... It, I mean, we're talking Aww. way back. Like We grew up in two different timelines, that means. You're not my yeah. You're not my prime Sydney. <gasps> Dex, do you know where Dexter's De- Laburgatory is? It's in West where? Virginia. Of course. It's in where? West Virginia. It's in where? Berkeley. It's in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Well, I gotta go back to Berkeley Springs. Let's go. Uh, Dexter Subs did exist. It was in the same time that Coffee Tea and Thee existed. I mean, that's Coffee Tea and Thee was when I was like seven. 
It was, I mean, it was when we were really little, and Coffee Tea and Thee had the best cream of broccoli soup. Yeah, I know that. That's where I went and bought my broken animals. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did. They had all kinds of animals. It was next to Excalibur, where you could buy swords. Yeah. And, and, and statues of, of wizards. Wizard <laughs> paraphernalia. That was... A- <laughs> That was the best. Those are good days of the mall. There were all the kinds mall of used to be like that. Like that. Yeah, the science. Play, what was the, the science store? What was it called? Yeah. Oh, that had all the that had the display of um, nature sound CDs. Yeah. That was. The and they had all kinds of and rain sticks everywhere, mm-hmm. and you'd stand there playing with a rain stick oh. while you looked at the sciencey things. Oh, oh, the one that had the the buttons you could press of the nature sound CDs to mm-hmm. listen to what they sounded like, right? Yeah. I yep. remember that place. The mall used to be real cool. Was it called the World of Science? I think it was the World of Science, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was. Place. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the stores that stayed open during the mall lock-in. Uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just man. unearthed a memory. Oh, wow. Good mall days. Now, there aren't as many. It was, I don't know. There aren't as many stores like that that are fun or weird at the mall. Like, if you look at, like, hyper-local stores, it gets real, real scary real fast, if you know. <laughs> I saw, it. was it you I shared with or was it our mom? I can't remember. I shared with someone uh, the list of stores that were opening for the holidays at the Huntington Mall. No. Oh, oh man. No. Oh, man. It was, like, a lot of those hyper-local, like, bow bo- boutique and like There's one store and, that's just bows. Yeah. There's... I mean, there's the one store that just sells like really racist T-shirts and yeah. boots. I think I think they sell boots and racist shirts and like gu- fans of gun things. If you like guns, <laughs> you, they're things for you. Not actual guns, and, but just things that uh, say you like guns. And Here they have go. shirts that are racist and celebrate guns. Yeah, in the same time, if you want that. The Huntington Mall has announced new storefronts are being added just in time for the holiday season. Bow Love Boutique, Hickory Farms. Of course. Yeah. Pinkies 2.0, which is an extension of Pinkies Creations. So it's a sequel. I don't, I don't know what, what Pinkies is. is. I, don't wanna, I don't know what Pinkies is. I don't think is I want to know. <laughs> Who knows what that means? Um, Reed's Entertainment is just a place where you can do virtual indoor golfing. Uh, sports fans with a Z and the t shirt station. Oh. Oh. <laughs> is it, if it's airbrush, I'm in. God, it better be. Um, the uh, this we went in a there's a new store there. Well, relatively new. It's been there about a year. Box lunch. Ooh. Um, I which like I'd gotten lunch. some of their yeah I'd gotten some of their stuff online because it's all like it's like pop a culture-y. yeah like a nerd store right yeah, yeah it's yeah. like hot so, topic but like more like <laughs> like internet nerd, nerd instead of like warmer lighting twenty twelve <laughs> yeah warmer lighting <laughs> it is no spikes it. it <laughs> it leans very it leans very heavily into uh Harry Potter unfortunately mm-hmm. but outside of that there's lots of other fun properties. Um they did have a t-shirt with Shrek on it that said Shrek yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh and my he god. Bought he, bought he bought it. He bought it. He bought it. They didn't have it. Justin's not close. They didn't have it in his size so I got I found it on the internet. Oh, you is for Justin, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, th- sure. I, I think you should just get one for every member of your family, and that's your, that's your Christmas card next year. <laughs> there you go. Cooper The only thing that. that was weird, I, when I walked in the store, they had lots of helpful associates, lots of them. Like, the store was filled with associates. And 
one person stopped me and was like, welcome to Box Lunch. And I was like, thank you. And they said, uh, have you shopped with us before? And I, I had. So I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, if you need any help, let us know. And I was like, no problem. And then someone else I had the exact same interaction with. Welcome to Box Lunch. Thank you. Have you shopped with us before? Yeah. And I thought if I answered no, were you going to explain to me how to shop here? I do always assume when like, people ask me that at a store, like a restaurant, like there's something special or it, unique about your dining experience or shopping right? experience like, that you need to fill me in on. I, is it going to be weird somehow? Like, is it not what I think it is? Which is just like, I pick up the item, I take it to the counter, I give you money, you give me the item. Like, is there is there another level? I don't think it's that. I think it's something way more dystopian and sad. And it's something, because I there's a five below that opened next to me. And I noticed that they always when I walk in and sometimes someone will be in the middle of like answering a question and checking somebody out at the same time. And they'll say, hello, hi, welcome to five below. Like they'll, they'll always greet me, which is nice. Except mm-hmm. for then on the, when I leave, there's a little screen prompt that says, were you greeted rate one through nine? And I oh, rate it. It's yeah. because these days in the corporate nightmare scape, that is, that is the service industry, you have scripts. And if you don't follow the scripts, those are reasons that they can penalize you. So it's, oh. it's just, you know, we can't, until we can fully employ robots, we just want the humans to act that way. So probably those people are given a script that they have yeah. to, or some sort of lines that they're supposed to say to customers, and they could possibly be penalized if they don't say them. So they have to make sure and say them, unfortunately. It's just, a, I get what you're saying. And that's, pro- I'm sure that's the greeting part. I, it was the, it was the, have you shopped with us before that threw me? I mean, there, there like, are restaurants that'll say, like, if you need like, any like, help, let me know. Have you eaten here before? Yeah. And I'm going to guide you through the menu. Like, it's just a menu. You you know what food is, right? Yeah. It's here. Well, I always <laughs> assume that means something unexpected. No, no. You know, it's, like, it's just, it's one of those, like. it's like, going to be, like, a prefix deal or something, you know? Or, like, I don't know. Like, I always think, like, like if somebody plate. says that, it's not just, like, the typical ordering experience. Somebody, somebody ran an algorithm that said that people are 25% more likely to buy something if they have this specific interaction, and so now everybody has to do it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it threw me. <laughs> I didn't want to bum you out. It. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe there's a secret there. Maybe next time you I should know, say no. Just see I'll... what happens. <laughs> I'll say no. And then they'll be like, I just saw you here last week. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> I just want to help. I just wanted to see what you would say. I want to see what your engagement is. Um, we're not going to have enough time to talk about my movie. I'm no, s- we, why have we talked too long about the mall? We talked half an episode about it's, the mall. Well, we the just should have done an episode on the mall. The mall. I know. We could have just talked about the mall the whole time. But we're not talking um, about the mall. No. No, that's okay. The, the mall is worthy. It is, it is worth all this conversation. No, I made you all watch When Harry Met Sally, which is like... It, you know, it changes my top five movies of all time, change from time to time. This movie is frequently in the top five. I've had moments in my life where I'm like, I don't know, is it still top five? But I, yeah, it's usually up there. Mm. It's one of my favorite movies. Is it currently there? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's hesitant. So. Well, I'd have to sit down and give it a hard think, right? Well, that's the that's what we do on that's this, what this podcast. Episode is of this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's what you should have. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we, we are going to about the mall? What do you What do you think we are going to be asking you about? I mean, we talked about the mall for like fifteen about. minutes. We still got a good thirty that you can delve into this. <laughs> it's hard because it's okay. So the movie came out in nineteen eighty nine, and like any romantic 
comedy that came out in the in the eighties nineties. Like there are going to be moments where you're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, like yeah, but I feel like you kind of have to like factor that in, right? Like you kind of you kind of you know. It's it I think it's at a certain point. I think it's still very funny, and I think the characters are often quite endearing, and. I think it's a sweet romance. Um, I think that, like, I don't know. I think all those elements are there, but it's also predicated on kind of that, like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus sort of time frame where, like, I mean, ladies, who can understand them, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little it's a little bit of that, which isn't really relevant, I don't think, anymore. So. Well, but I mean, I feel like the the idea that, you know, a man and a woman could have a whole movie uh, and friendship predicated on, like, their disagreement that men and women can never just be, like, platonic friends. I feel like that's not, like, I mean, yes, it's less common now for that to be, like, a plot point, but I feel like that's not, like, totally outdated. I feel like there still are, you know, similar conversations you- to be had. I don't think that, but I think that, you know, the idea that a man would think that now isn't crazy can you just be friends with somebody that you're attracted to i guess is the more modern take on sure yeah um yeah i think that you know doesn't totally put it out of date no yeah i mean but that but that which is which is i think an interesting question and i i don't know like maybe that's still something that that is up for debate maybe you have people have different feelings on that like if you knew your partner was friends with somebody that they were also attracted to. How would you feel about that? Well, and it's less the attracted to part than like the capability of being attracted to, right? Like, can you just be platonic friends with someone who like you think is physically attractive and you have the capability of being like then more attracted to them? It's, but see, that's a rough This is why I think it it kind of falls apart is because, like, I mean, I could be attracted to anybody. So, well, that's I can't have friends now. (laughs) I don't get a fellow threat. (laughs) I I could be attracted to any of you right now out there in the world. No one's safe. (laughs) The gender thing, the bisexual, kind of fall apart. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I. I can't have like by that logic, like I can't have women friends or men friends or any friends because I, I don't necessarily my my attraction doesn't it doesn't it has nothing to do with gender and so I don't get to have friends. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> well, that's what it means. That's it. Anyway, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? Do we think that there's a premise in this film that is? Like men and women can't be friends. See, it proves it. The reason they were friends is because they were meant to be in love. It's a little. I mean, it, it, they don't say that, but definitely that is what happens. Or is it that friendship is the first step to a re- actual good relationship? And too often, mm. I think historically, men and women are told like, no, 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 friendship is not a part of a relationship. Like their relationship, I think, makes sense. It happens very organically in the movie, but mm. it's a friendship first, and I think it's a good friendship. Like, it's not, and I think even like in modern romantic comedies, you see it where, like, one of them's pining for the other the whole time. It is clear at the beginning of their friendship that they are not attracted to each other. 
Like he's mm-hmm. he's talking to her about how sad he is about his ex, and she's doing the same. Like it's they are friends. So mm-hmm. no, and I mean I, I do think that's the better the better takeaway from it is like the uh, you know a good relationship relies on a good friendship mm-hmm. for it to for it to exist at all. Um, but it definitely does like it makes the argument that Harry makes early on, which is like a man and a woman can't be friends because they fall in love. I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't think it's trying to, I'm not saying like, I don't think the movie wants to say that. I don't think it's making the case that men and women can't be friends, but you could take that away from it. They're, they're friends with, I mean, you've got the other couple that are friends with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't know. <laughs> who are, who are oh, Carrie Fisher and like, some lucky guy that know. got to, Kiss Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. I know. They're great. Yeah. They're hilarious in every scene they're in. Um I okay, we need to talk we 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 need to talk more about the actual movie that we're here to talk <laughs> about. But before we do that, <laughs> let's check the group message. Um so I said it before and I'll say it again. Um no matter how much time you spend at the mall, sometimes you just can't find the perfect gift for your loved one, for your friend, for somebody that you're close to in the holiday season, especially if it's somebody that like means a lot to you and you're trying to find a gift that would, you know, communicate that and you're you're not sure what that looks like. Well, StoryWorth is a great way to uh, not only give your loved one a nice a nice gift, um, but to show them how much you think about them and care about them, how you want to know more about their life. Um, and results in something really beautiful that you can both treasure. So what's story worth? Every week, they will email your loved ones. You get to pick who you want to send it to. Um, we've done this for our dad because our dad loves to tell us stories uh, about when he was younger. And um, sometimes they get better over time. <laughs> it's nice to make him put a version of the stories down uh, in writing so that when he uh, elaborates and embellishes them, we can compare. Um but he gets a prompt every week with something, uh, some question about his life and maybe something you wouldn't think to ask. Like we think to ask our loved ones some basic stuff, but you don't always think to say like, hey, what's a big challenge you overcame or what's a time uh, where you felt really proud of yourself or what's uh, the scariest thing you've ever done? You know, you don't really think to ask questions like that. And so StoryWorth will send uh, some kind of question. You can pick um, specific ones or they'll generate them for you. And uh, your loved one can answer that, maybe include photos if they want to in the email. And then after a year, StoryWorth will compile your loved one's stories, memories, photos, all everything they've put in there into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. So uh, so that's something wonderful that you can, you know, that you can share and that you can show, like in, in my case, my kids um, about their pop. Uh, it's a really wonderful present. So um and uh, and it's the holidays, so it's a perfect time to be cherishing those those timeless stories. So Taylor, if our listeners want to also check out StoryWorth, what should they do? Well, help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash still buffering today and save ten dollars on your first purchase. That's S T O R Y W O R T H dot com slash still buffering to save ten dollars on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash still buffering. Um so one of the things I noted before we watched this is, Riley, I feel like you have some Sally vibes. You did, you say did that. tell me this before this week, uh, and I'd never mm-hmm. seen this movie before this week. So uh, I was going into the movie with that 
notion. <laughs> how do you feel? And how did you feel about that? <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, I guess I just didn't, I didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as self-aware as I think I am. But I, I was curious to think why you thought that. Um, you can read me. You can read me on our podcast. Oh. It's okay. You no, can, you I, can read me. It's okay. I mean, I think she's got Sally's, Virgo energy. Let's agree on yes. that. Okay, I can see that. Yes, she. There is a right way to do things. Mm-hmm. She knows the right way to do things. She's not trying to be difficult. She just doesn't understand why you would want to do things the wrong way when you could do them the right way. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. I guess that's fair. <laughs> she's high maintenance, but she thinks she's low maintenance. <laughs> I am not high maintenance. <laughs> There's one of us that is historically famously high maintenance, and it is not me, and it is not Taylor. <laughs> It's so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Okay. Now, here's the difference. I know I'm high maintenance. I know that. (laughs) I own that. Yes. I was going to say, this isn't a secret to you, Sid. (laughs) I I worry that I'm high maintenance. I think I am probably low maintenance. Sidney knows she's high maintenance, and she is high maintenance. Riley, I think you're... I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to finish this thought. <laughs> I know. Where, I could. See, I could you're see where the logic was going there. I could see where you're going. I get it. There's nothing wrong with with knowing how you like things. <laughs> I. I. Am, I just want it how I want it. That's what she says. I don't. I think. I think some, you're projecting a little scenarios. bit here, Sid. <laughs> I was going to say, in some scenarios, I am like that. But I also am not in a place in my life where I have the luxury of thinking like that all the time. So, you know, I I can't always have things the way I want them. Sometimes I'm, you know, spending 24 hours a day doing things I don't want to do and not taking very good care of myself and not eating or living the way I want to because I'm in law school. So I don't get to be that high maintenance all the time. Yeah, I just think like, okay. You're, you always have seasonally appropriate decorations up in your apartment. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank you. No, that is not high maintenance. It. it just makes my space to live more cozy. There's nothing wrong with it. Sydney, I you can have see inflatables you. in your front yard. I think that there are other you aspects of this movie that, get... that are less controversial we can discuss. You have Christmas lights up on your house year-round that you have people come put up for you. That also get turned. That also become Halloween lights. What do you mean? I have seasonally appropriate decorations. I just. I am not. This is not me knocking decorating. I'm not talking about decorating. I just feel like you like things to be the way they should be. In in situations I can control. Yes. Yes. That's all. Okay. That's it. All right. There's nothing wrong with I that. I would all say right. that, I mean, I, I don't think, like, the whole, like, Sally is, is difficult thing. Like, I don't think that's actually, I, I, I think she's specific, but I think she's a yeah, very yeah. lovable character in this movie. Probably more so than than Harry, right? Like, he's yes, he's yes, a little, he can be a little despicable. I do think he's still lovable. I think they're both great characters. But between the two, if you have to say, like, who was the winner there? Who got the prize? I think I think Harry got lucky to have Sally. Harry. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I no. agree with that. I think well, that 
you were talking yeah. about like a modern equivalent of this story and i think that's where a little bit of it would have to change is that the the very stereotypical male aspects of harry maybe you know i think i think that it's tough because the way that billy crystal is playing him is so like leading man romantic interest mm-hmm. he's not i mean he is funny but he doesn't come across as like the butt of the joke you mm-hmm. know he's not leaning into like i feel like a modern movie the male character is much more self-deprecating and like okay with being like too silly too goofy whatever mm-hmm. And I think this was an era where you still weren't seeing that. Like, men weren't that. And so the his Harry is still supposed to be attractive and cool and funny and charismatic. And not, I mean, yeah, he's kind of a mess after the divorce. Like, he, he accepts that. He admits that. But he's not supposed to be. When he says things like, I spend hours thinking about death. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> like, we all know that guy. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like. I think that would be played for such bigger laughs now than it would have than it was back then. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's like goofy, right? Like, okay, <laughs> well, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's an earnestness to the way that both of these characters are written that has become, I don't know. I mean, maybe because when Harry Met Sally is such a blueprint for like a a kind of offbeat rom com that mm-hmm. I almost feel like there's a sense this here that leads us to the sad guy and the manic pixie dream girl, right? Like, you kind of get, like, like, they're both very believable people. I feel like I've encountered many Harrys and Sallys in my life. I think you you know these, you know, these people. They're They're not caricatures. But there is a caricature version that became popular in later rom-coms, where it's the sad, mopey Mm -hmm. guy that's way too serious but has really good taste. And then just the, the girl that's very neurotic and specific and like you know i mean i I think that like kind of like oh she's gonna change his life and free him that element's a a new invention but i do think that there's something here that like this was fine we we took this in a bad direction in further media no i definitely think that's true i I think that we like distilled the characters into these amalgams of the wildest things about them and then Mm -hmm. yes and then you you wind up well i don't want to knock up i could knock a bunch of movies right now <laughs> i'm trying not to do yeah. that because also like i like some of those movies mm-hmm. but but <laughs> we all loved garden state for a moment we're all okay? thinking we of garden all, state <laughs> <laughs> we all really loved garden state for five minutes and then we went i what? still love garden state i was listening to the soundtrack the other day but <laughs> i've never seen it did it change your life I thought we watched it did we, have we not did we do an episode on it? Have we not done Garden State? Have we not done Garden State? I thought oh, we did. We that would be a very like appropriate because it was. I mean, it it really it was on everybody's top five list for for a minute, and then it was like, wait a second, do I really love that? But is that still? You can't tell me. I think you kind of grow out of somebody it. in a picture and wasn't like. So it's like when Harry met Sally, but for a. For, like, the millennial generation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how many times do you think movies have been pitched as, so it's when Harry met Sally, but... Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's fair, that's fair. um, Because I do think, like, one, what works is that you have a bunch of actors who are very talented, who are very naturally 
funny and charismatic and like you want to see them and you want to hear like they they the jokes whether they're some of the jokes are really great and some of them aren't they pull them off it's all funny um and at the end like i don't i mean maybe it's just me because i've seen it a million times but i i am always happy that they're together i buy it it's believable to me like they work it's sweet i don't know it it's a little cheesy, but just in the sense that it's honest, not in a way that's like overwrought. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think it also I feel like it it's a movie that features a very specific character of New York that I don't think is accurate, but I do think is lovely. <laughs> I was gonna ask about that. <laughs> what your take on how New York is New York. Well, like the, in this movie, the scene that really struck me is when they're rolling out the carpet in what I think is Harry's apartment, and it's it looks like you could fit ten New York City mm-hmm. apartments in that space, and mm-hmm. like the the area that they're traipsing around. I I'm not sure if it's it looks like the West Village. I would it's got it. It's got to be around that. It's not Upper East Side. It's it or Upper West. It's it's Lower Manhattan, but it's Manhattan, and that's mm-hmm. very. Like that's just no no one that would be working a regular job would afford that those bases when they're walking around like what is it the sharper mm-hmm. image and they're like looking at weird yeah. gadgets mm-hmm. like I don't know there's a lot of like that kind of like that eighties like excess New York that was still mm-hmm. you could be excessive in the middle class and that is not a thing that exists mm-hmm. anymore so there is that kind of just also like how clean it is it's clean like when he throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, his what is he? He's drinking like something. He throws it in a wastebasket, and the wastebasket is like half full. His ice, his cream. ice cream. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also, I don't. Yeah. Why did he throw away his ice cream? But uh, it's like a nice, clean trash can. It's a very romantic New York that's pictured mm-hmm. here, and I love that. She's not that, but I love I love to see it presented that way. Yeah, it, uh, New York is a character in the story for yeah. sure. That's definitely well, yeah, it's, like a, a presence. Like they both, oh, they're going to go start their life in New York and go up in their, their different mm-hmm. directions. And like, I feel like the, the struggles that it is to exist here aren't elements in their characters, which is also just kind of maybe not reality, but, you know, it's fun to mm-hmm. think of it that way. What would the city be like if you could just comfortably exist here? I guess you could just fall in love and go to nice parties. That seems nice. <laughs> It's like the Friends New York. It is. It's it's the same universe. It is the Friends New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm say, as you're yeah. talking about it, I'm like, mm. except Friends lasted 10 years. They had to keep coming up with small details that made it realistic that they would, you know, be living in this giant apartment. Yeah. Well, it's that. And it's that thing like New York was. And I think probably in 89, it was still very much seen this way. It was a place where like you can go pursue your dreams. You can like they become more attractive somehow. <laughs> they get to New York and they. They yeah. dress better. Sally's hair just becomes incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, they look better. They meet cool friends that they, like, get to hang out with who do cool things that are a little, like, edgy. Like, when, like, the scene with Carrie Fisher when she finds out that one of the guys in a Rolodex is married. And so she just dog ears the card and puts it right back in. Because, like, they're not off limits, but we do want to know. We, we'll keep track of who's married, but that doesn't mean we won't date him. It's a little edgy. Like, ooh, that's what they do in New York. It's a little, yeah. ooh, it's bad. Um, I mean, like, and, and like sharper images like that or the scene in the diner where like, oh, in New York, you can do that kind of thing. And people are like, oh, New York. 
<laughs> she's pretending to have an orgasm at a table. Whatever. New York. Like, I do yeah. feel like that was a, I don't know. That was New York. Yeah. Well, and they're like, they're not, I mean, I guess what? They're, two of them are the, like the, the core four. Like, there's two writers, one mm-hmm. artist. She does windows. Harry's a law adjacent person. Yeah. No? What does yeah. he do? But he's not a lawyer, right? He knew he knew that other attorney. I don't think it ever says what he does. <laughs> he talks about it when he's on his way to do they talk about it on their way to New York? Political consultant. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. He's a political consultant. So I, I guess these are all jobs, believably, that would still be upper class in New York City today. Yeah. You know what's really interesting? How little their jobs play into anything. Mm. Like, I feel yeah. like in modern things, like, your job becomes so much more of the character and, like, who they are and what they do. That's such a bigger thing. And, like, I would really, I had to think, like, what do Harry and Sally do? The only time that jobs are really referenced are when the four of them are at the restaurant and he and she, Carrie Fisher starts quoting from the article that the other guy re- wrote. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the love connection. But. Well, maybe that's one of the, the, it's not, I guess, an unbelievable aspect. It's it's that they, they the whole film focuses on their personal life. And then there's this idea of like, how are you in New York and you have time to focus on your personal life? You've got time to call each other up and, and watch, watch Casablanca together in bed and then help each other decorate Christmas trees and walk around the park. I mean, I guess it's the sort of like the Sex and the City illusion, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are always just at brunch drinking cocktails like what do you all do yeah (laughs) like friends how are they always in that coffee shop and always at that apartment what are they doing which which to be fair like that was i mean we didn't know what chandler did we never knew what he did (laughs) nobody knew what he did i don't i don't know if this was just like a brief like period in new york where you could make enough money that you could kind of just be here and like also just like focus on life elements like falling in love and Mm -hmm. and having friends i don't that's like that seems nice (laughs) it seems wrong but it seems nice no it's it is a it it is a lovely little snippet of like if life could be that way which i you know i maybe it never was maybe it was maybe it's sort of a fairy tale in that sense you know Mm. um or it it you could make the case that maybe it has been that way but only for a select few you know because i mean the you could criticize the movie for the usual stuff we throw at movies of the time. Like it is a very white New York that they live in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course, like, you know, I don't think you can't boil men and women down to what they have done, but I don't know. That's that, that's the time period. Mm-hmm. But I'm always at the end when they end up together, I always, it always gets me the scene at New Year's. Well, I like that it's just like it's one of those movies that even though I'd never seen it before, it felt like the same feeling of like when you rewatch a movie that you really like or like rewatch an old TV series, like you know it's going to happen. Like that's why I like rewatching old shows. It's like there's no tension, there's no anxiety over anything bad happening. Like I know exactly how everything is going to pan out. Um mm-hmm. I know Ross and Rachel are going to end up together. I don't need to worry about it when it seems like they're not going to. Like, you know Harry and Sally are going to end up together, even if the whole movie is about them not being together. 
you know they're going to end up together. So it's very comforting in that way where it's like, I don't know. You, you know it's going to happen. You can just sit back and yeah. enjoy it. Well, and it's, I, I still think it, I think it holds up to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Like, mm-hmm. whatever, like, the talk about, oh, men and women is that. I think if you distill it down to just the story of how people meet and they kind of know each other and then they eventually, like, fall in love, I think that's, that's, that's a tale as old as time. I think that mm-hmm. always holds up. Because there's no high drama, right? Like, it's not like that, that boombox out in the rain moment, whatever. Like, one of them doesn't do something absolutely despicable to the other. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They fight a few times, they apologize, they eventually work it out. I think that's that's a very natural storyline that these days gets heightened to the point that it has to have like high stakes. Like it doesn't. It's just two mm-hmm. people. They're it's, both fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, I maybe it's you know, you could you can pull off a movie where the stakes aren't that high and where the nothing is that extreme, really. I mean, even at the end, he just comes to the party where she's at, you know. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't have to, like, drop in from the roof or anything. He Mm -hmm. just shows up at the party. They don't even get together before midnight. It happens after midnight. So Mm -hmm. it's even, like, a little less, I don't know. It's You know what I mean? Like, it's all a little muted. But it works, I think, because it is so well written and performed. You know? The story story is not fantastical. The, The characters are relatable and warm and loving, and they're performed so well that... I mean, it's really just a testament to that. If you can write and cast something that well, it doesn't have to be ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I do like that uh, one of their first conversations is about, we talked about Casablanca a few weeks or a few months ago, Mm -hmm. and like that that's kind of a frame, almost in the same way that like Sleepless in Seattle has the frame of the, uh, oh gosh, what is it? The, I was looking up the, the. Oh, the movie that the the they meet at the top of the Empire State Building. There's an old movie that's oh, the oh, oh, I know what that. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I I like that that because you know talking about like regular people in regular scenarios like Casablanca is a rom- romantic story with these incredibly heightened like high stakes situations, and you have this you know kind of parallel of like the the sort of grumpy man's man in in Harry and like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. you know like. I don't know, like stern, like straightforward kind of character, and it's it's a fun little setup to the movie mm-hmm. that I just I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But. No, I think it's I think it's still very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and I, I will probably continue to watch it at least a couple times every year. Mm-hmm. If for nothing else, like someday I just want to look like Meg Ryan in that movie. I want her hair and I want her style. I want to wear her big sweaters and her glasses on a chain and have all that hair everywhere. You could just do that. I was say, you, you could have, do that. You have hair and, and glasses. My hair. my hair would never do that. <laughs> you just I could have get to the curl. big sweaters. You just have to curl your hair. <laughs> she just has curly hair. That's all you're thinking of. So jealous. She does have very good stuff. Her, her, the, the decor in all of their apartments is, is audaciously 80s, especially mm-hmm. hers. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't, like, I don't want, but I do like. Like, I like to look at it. I don't want it in my house necessarily, but I do like to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Thank you for, yeah, for watching course. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, it's still in my top five. It's, you decided. Yeah, it's it still took the whole there. episode to get there, but we got there. Yeah. It Good. is, it is. I, I always think, the like, first question. it's cheesy. It's going to fall out of there, but 
it's cheesy in the way that I'm cheesy. So I guess I just I need to accept that. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tay, what's next? Uh, I want to talk about something that we have talked about before, but uh, we talked about the Scott Pilgrim movie. Now there's a Scott Pilgrim uh, a- anime, mm, uh, animated yeah. series on Netflix. Uh, and I think it's a good uh, rehashing of the content. So I thought we could talk about it. Awesome. Excellent. Very I would excited. love to. All right. Well, we will do that next week. Thank you uh, for watching. When Harry Met Sally, it was, I don't know. I, I bought it on some sort of service a long time ago. So I already had it to watch it. It was I just in my, did. it was in my Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's out there. Maybe on Amazon. Maybe. I don't know. I think I got it on Prime. It, maybe. You can probably get a VHS of it if you really want. <laughs> it was very popular. Where would you do that? I bet it still exists somewhere. I bet I could find a VHS of When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> and then I'd have to, of course, get a... Something to play it on. It and- yeah. Something to play it on. I don't, I don't have anything to watch VHS tapes on, but... Um, but thank you, listeners. You should go to uh, MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there. You can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. Sometimes I do the white man's overbite when I'm dancing. I worry about that. Yeah. As as you do that. Yeah, you do that. I know. Seems to come very naturally to you. I know. If you're black, you probably love you some Paramore, huh? Or what about the TV show Golden Girls? Ginger Ale? Daytime television? Don't lie. I know you love at least one of them. I'm Sequoia Holmes, pop culturist and host of Black People Love Paramore. Contrary to the title, it is not a podcast about the band Paramore. Each episode, I, along with the special guest co-host, dissect one pop culture topic that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but we know we like. Tune in every other Thursday to the podcast that's dedicated to helping Black people feel more seen. Black People of Paramore is now on the Maximum Fun Network. Check out the most recent episode featuring Shar Jassel today. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.